On today's episode of the Dad Tired Podcast, we're talking about what it looks like to be a dad who truly counts the cost of following Jesus before you lead your family, your community, or anyone for that matter. Before we dive into all that, though, I want to thank our sponsors for sponsoring today's episode. Listen, the truth is we might not always have ads on the show or sponsors for the show as we continue to get more monthly partners from guys like you who support the ministry. But until we hit our monthly giving goal, it is important for us to have sponsors, and I'm so thankful for these sponsors that help make this ministry possible and that help make this episode possible. So first, I want to thank our friends over at Samaritan Ministries for sponsoring today's episode. I've told you about them a thousand times, but it is a healthcare sharing ministry. It's not insurance, but it is a biblical solution to healthcare, connecting you to other Christians who support you spiritually and financially. When a medical need arises, you can choose the healthcare providers and treatments that work best for you and your family. You're not restricted to any networks, which is really nice. You have the freedom to choose your doctor, your treatment, the hospital that works best for you and your family. When something does arise, your medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries. They'll notify all the members to pray for you and to send you money for your shareable bills. And then the money you received can be used to help or will be used to help pay for your medical bills. They also have online resources available to help you choose your provider to price out medical procedures ahead of time and 24-7 access by phone or email to these to get medical advice before you visit the doctor, which is going to definitely save you time and money. I love Samaritan Ministries. I love what they're doing. Um, Reminds me from Galatians 6-2, which says, bear one another's burden so to fulfill the law of Christ. If you're interested in being part of this really awesome community that's helping each other, support each other, pay each other's medical bills, pray for each other, you can go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash dadtired. Again, that's SamaritanMinistries.org slash dadtired. I also want to thank Haya Health for sponsoring today's episode. You may not know this, but most of the children's vitamins that we give our kids are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with lots of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, other gummy junk that our kids, our growing kids, really should never eat. That's why I like Haya Health. It was created by two dads who wanted to give their kids vitamins that actually were helpful for them and for their bodies and not vitamins or, you know, quote unquote vitamins filled with sugar that are actually going to be more harmful than they are helpful. Most of our kids, 93% of kids, don't eat the proper amount of fruits and vegetables. And so Haya does just such a great job at making sure that those nutritional gaps are filled through their vitamins. Haya is made from a blend of 12 farm fresh fruits and vegetables and supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals known to help support a healthy immune system, energy levels, brain function, mood, teeth, bones, and more. I highly encourage you to go on their website and just read the reviews from other parents. The kids really love these and they really are great for your kids. There's non, they're non-GMO, they're uh, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, everything else you can imagine. We've worked out an exclusive offer with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Dad Tired listeners receive 50% off their first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash Dad Tired. Enter, enter the code Dad Tired at checkout. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash Dad Tired and get your kids the full-body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Full discount applied at checkout. Again, that's HayaHealth.com forward slash Dad Tired. In many ways, today's episode is a follow-up to last week's episode, and so if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend that you go back. I implore you to go back and listen to that episode first, as today's episode is kind of a part two to that. So again, last week's episode was titled, Change the World with Me. Again, if you haven't listened to that, go back now, listen to that episode, and then come and listen to this one 
after you've done that. Last week when I recorded the podcast, I told you I was at a Promise Keepers conference in Dallas, Texas. I had been mixing it up with a lot of ministry guys. I actually, there were so many emotions I had that last weekend, but at breakfast, I sat next to a guy who I didn't know and we quickly became friends. Just an amazing man of God was really encouraging to me. But I told him, as I mentioned to you guys last week, like I'm in a constant state of ridiculously excited and at the same time ridiculously frustrated because of all the things I know God has for us as a ministry that we have yet to step into. And so I'm trying to learn patience, but also I want to keep us moving forward. I don't want to get stagnant. And so I told him, I was like, man, sometimes if I'm totally honest, and I was actually, both of us were like getting teary-eyed during this breakfast as we were sharing with each other. But I was kind of getting choked up and I was like, dude, sometimes I honestly just feel like there's a UPS near our house. And I'm like, I just, there's times if I'm totally honest, I just want to like quit everything and just go apply for a job at UPS and just kind of be by myself. And because it's hard, it's hard work and I get discouraged sometimes. And I'm like, am I the only one in this? And I told you before, I'm just talking to a computer screen. So I'm like, is it just me? Is it, am I the only one that's feeling this and doing this? And, and it can be lonely and discouraging sometimes. And I don't feel that way all the time or even most of the time. You know, most of the time I'm God is encouraging me through the stories of all the things that have happened through Dad Tired. But I was just sharing kind of an honest moment with him. But all that to say, I recorded the podcast last week in the hotel room. I shared with you guys very honestly and raw. I was scared as I recorded last week's episode. But the response I have felt and I've gotten from you guys this last week has been truly overwhelmingly positive and so encouraging. I told you guys at the end of last week's episode to email me and I was just like, I was telling you, I'm talking to a computer in my hotel right now. I'm, st- <laughs> I'm staring at a, this little microphone and some pillows that I've surrounded myself with. And so I said, if you resonate with this, just email me. And so many of you have emailed me this week. I'm literally hundreds. I'm trying to catch up. If I haven't emailed you back, man, I promise I'm reading all of them. It's just taking me a long time to try to catch up with all these emails. But I I see them. I'm encouraged by them. Thank you. I promise I'm trying to catch up with all the emails. But man, I was just been overwhelmed by your guys' response. And immediately, I just went into my personality of just like dreaming. I'm like, all right, man. I feel like I kept saying this. I, I even sent out an email this week to you guys, but I said, I feel like I poked the giant or like I poked the bear. I woke up the giant. Like so many of you guys have written me uh, through email and social media platforms and all this. You're, You're sending me all these messages and saying, Jared, like I also agree, man. Like there's a stirring inside of me. I feel like God is putting something inside of me and I'm ready to go. Like, let's go, let's go do it. And so I just started it. Like, I'm like, all right, man, we got an army here. We have got thousands of guys. I suspected that that was true. And yet, and then I saw the emails and I saw the response. I'm like, dang, dude, like we have woke up the army and we are ready to go. And so I just started going into, I already had some dreams that I shared with you last week, but I just started going to high, like, all right, let's go, let's move, let's move, let's move, let's do all these things. And I'm going to share some of the things that we have already started to kick into gear. I'll share that at the end of this episode. But all my dreams started to move forward, all these things that I wanted to move forward in action. And I was just praying. Uh, I get up in the mornings and I pray and I try to spend time with the Lord before my kids and my wife, everyone else gets up. I try not to just be reactive all day. I I, want to be with the Lord first. And as I was praying, I was just trying to slow my spirit to the pace of Jesus. And um, and this is, man, I, I highly encourage you to do this. Um, sometimes I feel like we just get ahead of myself. I most definitely have a personality where I'm just like, go, 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 go. And so I was praying one morning, and I, even as I was praying, 
I could just feel my spirit, my soul just be like, man, slow down to the pace of Jesus. And it's so awesome when you spend time with the Lord and when you spend time in the presence of God, you're reminded that God is never, the kingdom of God is never at risk. God is never frantic. He's never moving forward at a frantic pace trying to figure out what he's going to do next. Like his pace is so calming. His presence is so calming. And so as I was spending time with the Lord, I was just in the calming presence of Jesus. And I was like, okay, slow down. Yes, there are things to come, but just slow down for a minute. And I highly recommend that you do that, man. Just spend time with the Lord. If you feel like your soul is a little bit frantic and you're you're at a pace that's unsustainable, just slow down and be with the presence of God. And so I actually, one of the days I was just like, you know what? I'm going to like... I'm sending emails and I'm getting emails and I'm dreaming about all these next steps, but I'm just going to take a break. I'm going to pause. I'm going to turn off the computer for a minute. And we have a shed in our backyard where it's just like a storage shed, kind of like a second garage where we basically store all of our kids' junk. <laughs> I mean, there's so many, so, so many, you collect so much junk when you have kids, like plastic stuff. Anyway, so we've got a storage shed full of just toys and baby clothes and all kinds of stuff. So my thought was, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to organize it. It's really unorganized. Throughout the winter, I just kept throwing stuff in there. I'm like, all right, now that the sun's out, I'm just going to reorganize this. So I open up the shed door and um, my plan was I'm going to bring everything out of it first and then put it all back in there reorganized. And so I just start pulling all this stuff out. I'm taking everything out of the shed and I'm stacking it up and I'm creating all these piles and I get about halfway done. And I look at the shed and it still looks like pure chaos. And then I look outside of the shed at all the piles that I have created. And it it also looks like chaos. And in that moment, I'm just like completely overwhelmed. Like, have you, <laughs> how many of you guys have done that where you just like, you start a project and you like, you get into it all gung ho. You know, I was like, I went in there with all the energy in the world. Like I'm going to accomplish something today and I get halfway done. And I'm like, you know what? This was a terrible idea. <laughs> I should have never started this project. And honestly, I feel like the Holy Spirit just spoke to me, even as I was just looking at the shed and I'm coming off of this kind of high of being so encouraged by this last week from you guys saying, I'm in, Jared, let's go, let's move forward. I feel like the Holy Spirit just tied these two things. And I just want to pause here for a second because I've recognized in myself that I've been saying this a lot on the podcast where I say things like God spoke to me or the Holy Spirit prompted me. I've been recognizing in myself, I'm telling you guys that a lot. And maybe you're a newer Christian or maybe you're still checking out Christianity and what it's all about. Or maybe you've been around the church world a long time. Maybe your church doesn't say things like that often. I remember when I was young, man, I had to be in my early teens and I was trying to figure out what it looks like to follow Jesus. And I was trying to decipher, like, when do I know that God is speaking to me? When is it just like I ate a weird lunch? Like I had too much Taco Bell. Like, how do you distinguish what the spirit, what God is trying to speak to you and when it's just your own flesh. And so I actually, I plan on doing a whole podcast episode on this because I think it's really important. But when I was young, when I was a young teenager, I remember thinking to myself, I'm just going to be obedient whenever I think God might be speaking to me. I'm just going to step in quick with obedience because my thought was I want to train myself to know the voice of God and more importantly, to obey the voice of God as quickly as I hear it. And and one of the ways that you know this is God speaking to you is what does the word of God say? What is the reputation of God? What is God's character? How has he consistently spoken to people in the past? And we know that because we read the scripture. Like, is this in line with God's character and God's reputation and his word? 
And that's really when you know, like, okay, I, I can trust this. This is the spirit of God. It's not just me. It's certainly not the enemy because I, I learn who God is through his word. I learn through who he is through his reputation and through his character. And I sense this is the Holy Spirit actually speaking to me. I say all that as a side note because I want you guys as men of God to start to become attuned to the voice of God and to the spirit of God. He is speaking to you or longing to speak to you often. And so if you're in a church or maybe you grew up in an environment where like you don't, that's not really something you guys talk about a lot. Maybe you're just like, I want to get more Bible studies and head knowledge, but the spirit of God is not something you talk about a lot. Listen, you can talk about the spirit of God and still be theologically sound. (laughs) I just want to like encourage you in that. Like the spirit of God is alive and he's at work and he's wanting to speak to you. And that doesn't mean you have to set aside your theology in order to be spirit filled. Okay. Those aren't two separate theological camps. You can be theologically sound and be attuned to what the spirit of God is doing. He's alive and he's active. And so as a man of God, practice listening to the Spirit of God. Set time aside, be quiet, and allow God and His Spirit to speak to you, and then be obedient when you feel like He is prompting you to do something. I know that's a side tangent, but I've been practicing, I've been trying for years, and I want to get even better at this, where like I believe that the Spirit of God is at work, and He's wanting to speak to me, and so am I listening to what He has to say, and am I being obedient to what He has to say often? So I was cleaning the shed, to go back to that, I was cleaning the shed out, I see these piles. I feel overwhelmed. Like, what did I get myself into? I probably shouldn't have started this. And I felt like the Spirit of God again was prompting me and kind of almost giving me a parable, which there are parables about this in the scripture. And I just felt like, man, I probably should have counted the cost of what this was going to actually take before I got started. And this is the point I'm trying to make today. Based on the response that you guys gave me, the overwhelming response, you guys sent me so many emails. I heard stories from you guys this week through emails and messages about how you too feel like the Holy Spirit, how God has been stirring something in you. And I am convinced that the Holy Spirit is brewing something in the hearts of thousands, if not tens of thousands of men from around the world. I mean, literally, guys from New Zealand and Australia and Europe and Asia and Africa and all over the Americas were sending me emails and saying, Jared, God is brewing something in me. This fired me up. I got messages from guys saying, I feel like I could run through a brick wall. Like, yes, I'm ready. I'm in. I'm all in. And I'm just fully convinced that God is brewing something. Like he's on the verge of doing something in the hearts of thousands of men, if not ten thousand, tens of thousands of men from around the world. You showed me, like through your emails and your responses, you guys showed me how ready you are to be put in the game, to step into the kingdom adventures that God has for us. But I say all that because before we step into this war, which it's going to be a war, it's going to be a battle. Before we step into that, I just felt pressed by the Holy Spirit to do an evaluation, an evaluation of ourselves before we go all in and before we move forward. I want you to listen to this passage from Luke 14, verse 25. It says this, large crowds were traveling with Jesus. And turning to them, Jesus said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. 
Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish or started to clean out their shed and wasn't able to finish. <laughs> that's my own translation. I did, that's not the actual scripture. Or suppose a king is about to go to war. This verse 31. Suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still long, a long way off and will ask for terms of peace in the same way. Listen to this. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is neither fit for the soil nor the manure pile. It is thrown out. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Or listen to this passage in Luke 9, verse 57. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, to Jesus, Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. To another, he said, follow me. So the first one, the person was saying, Jesus, I'll go wherever you go. And Jesus says, are you sure? Because animals have places to lay their head at night, but me, I don't. I'm homeless. Are you sure you really want to get into this? Do you really know what you're saying when you say, I want to follow you wherever you go? And then Jesus said to someone else, you follow me. But that person responded and said, Lord, let me go and bury my father. First, let me go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another person said to Jesus, I'll follow you, Lord. But first, let me just say farewell to those at my home. Verse 62, Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. How many times throughout the scriptures did Jesus actually try to convince people not to follow him. I just read you two passages, but there's actually several passages in the gospels where Jesus is saying, ah, man, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you willing to sell everything, to give up everything, to die, to come follow me? It's truly incredible how many times it seems as if Jesus is trying to talk people out of following him. And so brothers, I feel like I wouldn't be a good friend, or I might even say I might not be Christ-like if I invite you into this crazy adventure, and trust me when I say I believe God has something incredible in store for us, but it wouldn't be right for me to invite you into that without first trying to talk you out of it in the same way I think Jesus might try to talk you out of it. For those of you who want to step into this calling, and it seems like there are thousands of you who say, I want to be all in. For those of you that want to step into this calling God has for you, that calling to lay down your life, to give up the dumb things that we've been chasing after, to start serving your family with everything you have, the calling to be men who serve our churches well, the calling to be the fathers to the fatherless in your community, the calling to coach sports teams, the calling to adopt, the calling to start discipling other men around you, the calling to share your faith with coworkers, the calling to be bold for Christ in a culture that hates him, hates his ways, hates his people, the calling to confess sin, the calling to repent and be free. These callings, brothers, are going to come at a high price. Bro, your marriage will most definitely come under attack. The sins that you thought you had a handle on are going to come flying back in your face. 
There's going to be an attack against you and your family, your kids. There's going to be an attack at your work. Everything that you thought would give you hope, security, and satisfaction is going to be shaken. And so, like Jesus, I feel like I need to ask you, are you sure? Are you sure you want to follow Jesus into this calling? Because the truth is, man, it's going to require real men. This mission is not for weak. It is not for weak boys. It's for humble but brave men of God who are willing to give it all up for the sake of Christ, for the sake of his kingdom, and for the sake of generations of children that are going to come after us. And so if you're listening to this right now, you've heard all that's at stake, you've counted the cost, and you still say, Jared, I've heard it all. I've heard heard the words of Jesus. I know this is going to require me to sacrifice it all to follow him. Yes, I'm still willing to step in and to move into the areas that God is calling me to move into. If that's you and you still say, Jared, I'm in, then I want you to do three things right now. First, the number one thing I want you to do is I want you to pray right now. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom on your personal next steps that he has for you. If you truly are counting the cost and you say, I know that I'm stepping into a war, that this battle isn't against flesh and blood, that my marriage might come under attack, that my kids, my family, my work, my surroundings, everything might come under attack, but I'm still in for the sake of God's glory and his kingdom and for the sake of generations that come after me. I'm all into what God is calling me into. If that's you, I want you to right now pray, Holy Spirit, would you give me wisdom on what you want me to do next? I have visions for this ministry and the ways that I want you to come alongside of me so that we can move forward and move this army of men from around the world that are going to step into crazy kingdom adventures. But the truth is there's also the spirit of God that has a very specific call for your life. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit for his wisdom for you personally. What does it look like for you personally and your family to be all in? I don't know if it means, man, your church what it looks like for you to step into your church, to start discipling men at your church, to start small groups. I don't know if it means adopting or becoming a foster parent. It could be something as, you know, just as personal as you personally confessing sin that you've been holding on to for a long time. Like, where do you need to die? Where do you need to give up? Where do you need to surrender in order to be all in? And the only way that you can do that, man, is to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you, to show you. God, where are you calling me personally? And so even right now, man, just pause for a second. Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you have for me? What does it look like for me to personally give up my own life, my own ways, my own selfishness, to count the cost to follow you? Lord, what would you have for me and for my family? Would you pray that prayer? The second thing I want you to do is I want you to be part of other guys who are near you, who can push you in the direction that God is calling you to be. Here's the reality, dude. It is impossible to do this alone, and it's really, really dangerous to try to do this alone. The enemy would want nothing more than for you to be isolated, to try to go into war by yourself. I tell this to the guys who sign up for the family leadership program all the time. I'm so grateful you're here. I say this to them on day one. I'm so grateful you're here, but also know that as you step into this, the enemy is going to attack you. 
And so you're pumped up and you're excited to jump in and to dive into our family leadership program and to put in all the work. But I promise you, things are going to start being attacked all around you. And so I'm, I'm just reminding you guys of that too, man. Like if you're saying I'm all in, um, I'm stoked, dude. Like I'm so excited for us to be all in, to raise up this army. I really feel like God is brewing something, but to do that alone would be foolish and dangerous. And so we need each other. And so the very first thing that we've done, even from the time I recorded that episode last week to this week, we're, we've already created a map and we're starting to show where guys are near you all around the world. And so if you want to be part of a group, if you feel like I, I want other dad tired guys who are like-minded, other guys who have listened to this, who agree, who are the same mindset, I want to do life with them. And I want to see how God can start to use us together as men to change our communities. Then we've got to find each other. And so there's two ways to do this. Number one, if you just want to find guys near you, go to dadtired.com forward slash join meetup, all one word, join meetup dadtire.com forward slash join meetup. I'll put it in the show notes because I know I've given you a lot to remember. So if you just want to find other guys near you, go to dadtire.com forward slash join meetup. We already have a hundred guys this week who have volunteered to lead something in neighborhoods around the world. And so if you want to find guys near you, dadtire.com forward slash join meetup. If you go to the map and you don't see any guys near you and you want to start one, lead one, then go to dadtire.com forward slash host meetup. So there's two different ones, either join a meetup or host a meetup. If you want to host a meetup, dadtire.com forward slash host a meetup. And all we're asking you right now is just to make yourself available to host. That doesn't mean you have to put on a big event or you have to like get your church building to approve everything. It could be as simple as like, hey, let's just meet at a restaurant. Let's have dinner with five other dad tired guys. And let's just talk about what it looks like for us as men to start to lead in our communities. I'm not asking you for anything crazy. You're just basically being the point person so that guys can reach out to you and you can organize something and we'll help you organize. It could be where you guys are talking about the podcast. It could be a once a month meeting where you just, you go through a book or you just you answer some questions that we give you. It doesn't have to be super complicated. Don't overcomplicate it. The goal is that we're just doing life together. So you can invite guys from your church. You can invite guys from your community. You can invite friends, or if you don't have any, hopefully you can just find other dad tired guys. Again, if you want to join one dadtired.com forward slash join meetup. If you want to host one, Go to dadtire.com forward slash host meetup, all right? That's the second thing I want you to do. And the third thing, I want you to consider giving, man. Last week when we went into, when I recorded last week's podcast, I told you we were getting less than $1,000 a month from 28 guys. Since I recorded that episode, we now have 76 guys who are partnering with us every month. That's insane, dude. We started with 28 guys last week, and this week, as I record this episode right now, we have 76 guys who said, I'm committing my time and my money to see this mission move forward. And so, dude, as I talk to our board, we've had other guys come alongside. We've had a guy named Chase. I don't think he'd be mad at me for calling out his name here, but Chase, he's just a dad tired listener. He's like, dude, I've been fundraising for a while. I'm a missionary. Let me help you figure out how to help sustain this ministry. So he's come along. He's putting a bunch of his time and effort into this. And we've had a ton of you guys volunteer your time. But we were just praying together as a group and talking about, all right, what would it look like to have 100 monthly partners, 100 guys that say, Jared, I'm all into this. I'm willing to give my time and money to see this mission move forward. And so right now we're at 76. I would love for you, if, you, if you're all in, I would love for you, and I'm believing that we can get 100 monthly partners. It's going to take a lot of resources to continue to mobilize us to move forward. We need more people. We need more resources. We need more meetup leaders. 
We need a lot of guys who are in. So if you want to be part of it, we want 100 guys, 100 monthly partners to join us. If you want to be part of that, go to dadtired.com forward slash give. If you're in, you know what's coming. You've counted the costs. You are swimming upstream. You are swimming against a culture that has become hostile towards the things of God. And so for you listening, man, I want to just read the scripture really as kind of a blessing over you as you step into, as you begin to step into what is going to be a really crazy and potentially really hard time. Would you listen to this? This comes from James chapter one, verse two. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Pray with me, guys. Jesus, even right now, I want to slow my pace to your pace. Lord, I'm thinking about all the thousands of guys who are listening to this episode right now. Lord, it gives me goosebumps (sighs) to think right at this very moment, your spirit is at work all over the globe. The thousands of guys who are listening to this right now and you are stirring something in their spirit. And God, I'm thinking about the generations that are going to be changed, the families that will be changed, the kids that will be changed, the communities that are going to be changed because of the work that you're doing and the thousands of men listening to this right now. But Lord, before we go out, before we step foot outside of our house and our normal routine, God, I pray that your spirit would convict us to truly count the cost. Lord, it is easier for all of us to just live in the mundane, to be comfortable. And yet, Lord, you're calling us to something much deeper, much more scary, a much more crazy kingdom adventure for your glory. And so, God, would your spirit, even right now as I pray, begin to draw men to yourself, God, to rise up. God, to convict men to repent of their sin and to rise up to be the men you've called them to be, to step into this adventure that you'd have for them. Lord, for the men listening, I pray that you would give them clarity and wisdom on what it looks like for next steps. God, that they would be bold and courageous and humble. God, that they'd confess sin, that they'd pray with their wife, they'd pray with their kids, that they'd invite their wife and their kids into this adventure. God, would we count the cost, and at the end of counting the cost, would the men listening to this right now say, I hear it all. I hear all the dangers. I hear all the things that I'm going to have to give up, and God, I'm still all in because I believe in your goodness, in your glory, in your redemption story of this world. God, would we be brave men who say that we're all in. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you.